Hey y'all, this is Mallory Irvin and it's time for all of us to live fully. It's so important in this crazy world of ours that we stay connected, inspired, and motivated to be and do our best. And that's not always easy. I'm here with my guests and friends to share the stories and lessons we've learned to help you live your best life every day and truly begin living fully. Let's make it happen and get started with today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Living Fully Podcast. I'm so excited to bring you guys Allie Brooke today. We have the most amazing conversation, and if you guys don't know Allie Brooke from Fifth Harmony or Dancing with the Stars or wherever you might have seen her Nickelodeon, um, I'm going to do a brief bio on her now. So Allie grew up in San Antonio, Texas, and following her time in the girl group Fifth Harmony, the multi-platinum singer and songwriter kicked off her highly anticipated solo career in 2019. She had back-to-back top 40 charting singles and an impressive resume of genre-bending collaborations, including All Night, which was her first number one as a solo artist on U.S. Dance Radio. A lifelong entertainer, Allie competed on ABC's Dancing with the Stars before embarking on her debut headline Time to Shine tour in early 2020. With scheduled stops, including a sold-out show at New York's Gramercy Theater, she also performed in numerous Nickelodeon shows, including Blue's Clues and You and many others. And at this point in time, I think uh, I read that her total career streams are already in the billions. <laughs> and she is just getting started, which you will see if you um, read this book, when you read this book. She lives in Los Angeles, California currently. And I am so excited to bring you guys this conversation that we have today, not on only the things that you heard in her bio about her successes but about when one door slams shut in your face, how another one will open, about her decision to wait until she's married, about her issues with body image and leaving the group Fifth Harmony and um, so many other things. She is just a bright, bright light. And I'm so excited to bring you Allie today and to talk about Finding Your Harmony, her new book, and all other things Allie Brooke. So here we go. So... Everyone get excited. I have a wonderful guest for you guys today. Allie Brooke um, is on here today and we are going to talk all things finding your harmony, all things just living fully, motivation, light, choosing the path that you want to choose in life. Um, Here we go. Hi, Allie. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, girl. I'm super pumped for today's interview. I I know it's going to be awesome. You're so sweet. You just, um, you know, certain people, especially this, this world that we're in right now, you know, everything's over Zoom, but certain people, their personality and their light just comes through the screen and yours just comes through the screen. Oh, girl, yeah. thank you. That that means the world to me. Thank you so much. That's like, that is so awesome. And in my book, I share that I, I've always just wanted to be a light. So for you to say that's a real blessing. Thank you. I feel that from you. And I felt it every page of the book um, that I read. So guys, Allie has this amazing uh, memoir. It's called Finding Your Harmony. 
and it came out October 13th. So as we're recording this podcast, it's literally like it's a baby book. It just came out. How does it feel to like, I mean, you've been singing your whole life and doing all of this stuff on a stage, but a book feels very different. I know because from just turning in my manuscript, it feels so personal. And so like literally yes. you're opening up your life in a different way. There's no makeup and costumes and hair. Right. Right. So tell me (laughs) about that experience because also like something that you said, it was like the alley from Fifth Harmony is so different than the alley you're seeing now and the alley that you're reading about in the book. And I felt that. So talk a little bit about that journey of of writing this book and and how it feels just to have your story out there. Wow. Oh my gosh. I can't really even put into words. It's just such an extraordinary moment for not only me, but for my my beautiful family. You know, this is not only my story, but their story. You know, my parents, everything that they endured and everything that they overcame and everything that they, they, they balanced while pursuing my dream and yeah. while believing in, in me and everything that my family and I have overcome and just done and and seen in our lives together. Yeah. It is so beautiful. And and like you said, it totally honestly, I know I have not had any children, okay, but <laughs> it still feels like it's my baby. You put yeah. so much love into this. You have moments where you're just glowing writing, but then you have moments too where you literally are like, I don't know <laughs> if this is gonna happen. You're freaking out. You're like, is this the right thing to do? Am I ready? All of those things. And then you have it come out and this is literally a birth for me. I know. It, it's it, just extraordinary. Yeah. It's, um, and it's such a beautiful, gosh, it's a testament to so many things. So in this book, you're going to see your faith journey, which it really resonated with me because that's a big part of my journey as well. Mm, also beautiful. like this beautiful story of being from this Mexican American family that like sacrificed so much so that you could have your Mm -hmm. dreams. And what a beautiful thing it is to have this built-in cheering section, these people that just lift you up, you know, Mm -hmm. it just gives you such a leg up um, in life. And the story of that was just so beautiful. And a story that I just think is, is really amazing. Like how you got started, then you, you find yourself in fifth harmony, but then now you're a solo artist. So you kind of had this, this very rare experience of wanting to, to be a solo artist, going on the X Factor and getting placed with Fifth Harmony, kind of accidentally becoming this yeah. <laughs> Right. And then back to your true identity, like the, tr- the mm. thing that you kind of mm. wanted to do before. So it's really cool your roundabout journey to your, to mm. your dreams and how mm. you – you, ch- you kept choosing your dreams, even after you're like chart topping, like, yeah, he's doing really great, but you totally, you're like, no, I, I want to do my own stuff too. I'm a solo artist. I want to, to have a voice with my records and stuff like that. So, um, let, I, I want to talk a little bit about that, just about your, your journey, not necessarily into fifth harmony because that's, that's in the past, but like out of Fifth Harmony into your own, into Allie Brook, the Allie Brook that we're seeing now in this Yes, book. yes. Well, it is such such a story, you know. I share in my book just everything that my parents and I went through, you know, even before X Factor, being 12 years old, going back and forth from San Antonio to Los Angeles with my parents, splitting up our family, you know, my mom and, and I in L.A., well, my brother and um, – 
and my dad are staying at home in Texas, managing that on top of my mom's health problems, on yes. top of being a young girl, on top of all the rejections and realities that we faced, to finding success in Fifth Harmony. And it was so incredible, you know, dominating the world, breaking records, being a successful girl group, the first one in like a decade. Yeah. It was amazing, but also being in Fifth Harmony, as grateful as I am, and I always will be, and as amazing as those times were and, you know, what we were able to do together, it was so hard. And I, and I share in my book just how much I had to overcome in the group, you know, dealing with everything from online bullying to losing my, my voice figuratively and literally, yeah. you know, and, and not being able to have an identity, not being celebrated not being valued to all the the crazy industry encounters that I've I've dealt with and had to manage yeah. to you know having that success and just balancing all the highs and lows to finally you know the group they decided to you know disband and it was time to move on and I was super sad at first and I didn't want that to happen but then just as God does like that moment when I realized oh my gosh my dream that I've had in my heart from my whole life is about to come true. I'm about to be a solo mm. artist and do songs that I've always dreamed of, have lyrics that that are totally me and uplifting songs and the world is just endless possibilities yeah. and and my life is really just beginning as well, yeah. right? During that time mm-hmm. is transitioning and then now being here, it is the most beautiful, enriching, enlightening time of my life. And I've been able to do so much from Dancing with the Stars to recording the music videos and songs that I've always wanted to, to to being on radio tours, some of the biggest stages on my own, traveling the world on my own, starting my very first headlining solo tour. And then now I'm I'm in Atlanta filming my very first movie. It's just uh, no, beyond. That it's beyond. <laughs> but it's it's so amazing too, and it's a it's a testament to that sometimes a door has to close for us. So sometimes mm, it's like yes. we don't want to walk through door number two because door number yeah is kind of okay. And like <laughs> we're on the top of the charts. It's like why would I take this leap? Right. So sometimes in life, when that door closes, if you don't get too caught up on oh my gosh the door closed and and just thinking about the dang door all the time you can really move into another version of your dreams and you're just a living proof of that and and how like you've seemed like you've pivoted so many times in your life and even like this book tour here we are on a virtual book tour it's like (laughs) you work on this this book for so long and I know and that kind of gets the rug gets pulled out from under you but you've had the rug pulled out from under you before and overcome that so yes ma'am you know I really love the story in the book too where so you've moved on from from Fifth Harmony and and you're kind of making your way and you get denied. It's like, how do you get denied Mm. after you've had such huge success? I feel like it's so hard sometimes for people that are used to success after success, but it's like not always guaranteed the next version of success. And were you surprised? Like, how did you feel when you were getting denied, like for record label after record label before Mm. you ultimately ended up with Atlantic and, and the 
really cool thing that happened that people have to read in the book with Charlie. Oh, and yes. Cool stuff. Um, Charles, yeah. Charles, yeah, sorry. Charles. <laughs> no, so, it's a gay called Charlie, too. <laughs> yeah. We'll call it, yeah. An angel I love it. Love is what he was. <laughs> right, but, totally. Um, so what did you feel like, though? Did you just feel like this isn't fair, like these people don't know me? Did you feel like you weren't being true to your music yet and who you truly were? Like, what did you feel Oh, my gosh. Yes. So I share in the book about my, uh, my devastation of having so many different record label meetings Mm -hmm. and then those doors being shut, they passed on me and my manager at the time, he was so sure. And he was so sweet. He was literally like, cause he also managed Fifth Harmony and then he ended up managing some of us too towards Mm -hmm. a very, very, very end. And that was agreed upon. And he was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing. You're from the biggest girl group in the world. And you have so much incredible talent. Like, girl, the world's your oyster. They're about to give you a bidding war and it's going to be awesome. So I was like so optimistic. You know, this is the first time I ever met with record labels. I never got to when I was a young child. Yeah. And so I finally got to and I was hit by the reality of how hard it was. And even though I was part of this this record-breaking girl group and this phenomenon, it was a reality, not reality check, but like it, it was just so hard for me. Yeah. And I went into these record label meetings, you know, hoping that maybe there was that, you know, wonderful respect of what I've been through and what I was a part of accomplishing such success. Success. Yes. And it was good, but the the record label meetings were very, very tough. They're very, you know, again, these people were, were nice. Don't get me wrong, but it was very stiff. You know, it wasn't yeah. like they were in there just like, oh my gosh, Allie, congratulations. But yeah. it was very pure down to business. And that was a reality check. And they were just peppering me with so many different questions and and some hard questions and and some that I wasn't prepared for. I just Mm -hmm. felt like I was on the spot for. And most of those meetings I came out of and I was like, I'm not sure about that, you know, but I was, you know, for the first one, I was like, hmm, but my, my manager was like, oh no, that's usually how they go. They're very quick and, and, you know, down to business. Yeah. And so again, I'm kind of like questioning, but one of them was, amazing and I'm like oh my gosh you got this one in the bag it couldn't have gone better and then a few days later I'm heading for a private performance and I knew with my other manager Will who's still a manager today Mm -hmm. something was off with him and I was like are you sure everything's okay and then he ends up telling me finally that Allie listen it's gonna be okay and right then and there I knew and he told me I'm so sorry but every label passed and I was just devastated because I think people don't realize it's not like oh they passed but I have 10 more options to go to it's like no because you know when you come from a group you can't sign with any other labels that the other girls are at yeah so I only had basically these four labels and when they all closed on me I was so devastated. I just remember crying my eyes out on the floor saying, God, why are you allowing this to happen? I've waited for this dream for my whole life. I've followed you. I've tried to be faithful. I've tried to go down the narrow gate. And why are you allowing this to happen? You know, a question we ask God all the time. Yeah. And, or, or excuse me, at, at times. And I remember just being so broken. And I thought, am I ever going to be able to make 
music again. I was just so heartbroken and I had no other real option and plan. I mean, I did, but like it, it wasn't easy um, and it wasn't certain. So I really had to rethink and figure out some things, but as the Lord always does, he literally, he came in at the 12th hour and I had a mustard seed of faith and Will was there to be with me and to pray over me and encourage me, even though he's like, I don't understand it either, Allie, but God's going to provide a way. He reopened one of those doors wow. and that was Charles Chavez and Atlantic Records and I signed with them and bam, my I got redeemed. I got redemption and wow, now- What a story. I'm at, yes, and I'm at a place where I'm just- the happiest I've ever been in living out my dreams. And that's like the moral of my story is you'll see, I went through so much, so many, so many uh, mountains to climb, so many battles, so many heartbreaks, but I'm here. And that's the purpose of my book is to share that with these young girls, share that with these dreamers is that it is possible. It's not an easy road, but it is possible to live a full life and to live out your dream and your calling. Sometimes Mm. you just have to have faith, hold on tight and persevere. Yeah. Even when it looks a little bit different or even when you're surprised like you are. I love that part of your story that everybody around you said, oh, you got this. So you rested easy because a lot of times like we kind of need a guarantee in the back of our mind before we go. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah, girl. And then you're like, wait, what? Like you told me, but, but, um, (laughs) but you, you persevered and you kept going and, and here you are now with a book and a movie and a solo career and hit songs on your own. So it, I love it. And I love the message to young people too. It's uh, your book is full of so many messages, but that's a really, really important one. A really yes. important one. And I, I love too, because this is another great message to young people. You are in an industry where sexuality and like sex sells and like all of yeah. this, it's so big and front and center. And in your book, you talked so much about your own, your journey and like your, you wanted to wait and until marriage. And, and this is, I was like, wow, what, (laughs) what an amazing and unexpected, not that like, you know, you expect things or don't expect things from certain people, but in an industry where it's very like sexualized, totally, this was a decision that you made a, but then you were so open about that's such a gift to young people and people everywhere. And, you know, talk a little bit about that. Like your your choice to your yes. choice a to do that but then your choice also to be open about that because i'm sure you've received some like you know haters or criticism or like people yeah. like saying you know but that's such a beautiful decision mm, well thank you so much for that thank you i was you know i was so nervous to kind of share that it is so personal and i also wanted to be clear too that this was something that i I made and I'm proud of and, and, and a yeah. choice that I made at a young age. I was 18 and I asked my parents for a true love weights ring for my 18th birthday, you know, signified becoming an adult, making my own personal decisions and um, just a, a personal choice that I had made. And for me, this book was such an amazing opportunity to own my truth, own my values, own my choices, and also to empower anybody else to make their own choices for themselves and to feel free um, and who they are. And I, I say very clearly too that I totally don't judge 
anyone who makes their own decisions or different decisions, but I'm so glad to be able to own mine. Being able to to share that and to own my truth, own my story. And it came out in the media, I think last week. And I was so nervous. I'm like, all right, I'm getting ready. I'm going to be made fun of. I'm going to be ridiculed. People are going to judge me and be super mean. So team, don't tell me what people say. I am aware that it's out. But I saw a lot of what people were saying and like 99% of what people were saying was so positive. Mm. They were empowering me in my own decision. They're respecting me. And even people who don't have that same choice were like, go her, good for her. And that was like, wow. Like that was such a sigh of relief. Yeah. Um, and I just thank everybody out there who, who supported me and, even like different interviewers, they're like, girl, that is, that's awesome. And I totally awesome. respect it and it's, own you. And I'm like, thanks. Oh my gosh. It really <laughs> is so amazing. And it's, it is, it's like uncomfortable. I feel like to have to come out and say things like yeah. that, but there's so much like power in owning your values. You're right. Cause you could have yeah. left that part out of the book. There's so much yeah. meat in the book about other things, but the fact that you were like, no, I'm going to, and you didn't know it would be received as well as it's been received, but you were like, that's my value. That's, that's some, that's who I am. This is my chance yes. to share that. That was really awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yes. And also I was empowered too and inspired by people like Jessica Simpson sharing that. And like, I think it was a uh, Adriana Lima or Alessandra Ambrosio, the mm -hmm. Victoria's Secret model, one and like them, so many yeah. other people. Yeah, one of them. So many other people. I'm like, oh, they stand in their walk, you know, just like I do. And that's awesome. You know, they feel comfortable sharing that. And I'm inspired too, you know, so it's, mm -hmm. it's so, so awesome. So thank yeah. you. Yes, of course. No, thank you for sharing that. It's a beautiful gift to a young community, to the readers. It's, it really is. So, you know, something else that you said, because this was another thing I feel like to, to people that um, everybody kind of thinks, I feel like if you make it to a certain level of success that you were born under just, you were born lucky, you were born blessed, like it totally. was all kind of not necessarily handed to you, but that you really had like this path of gold paved for you to just walk down. And you say something in your book, like you don't have to grow up being the star of your school, your team, your family, or your city to reach your goals. And I thought that was a really cool line, especially coming from you, because you kind of were a bit of a star, you know, always. But you, oh, thank you. you, you <laughs> I did not like feel like it. <laughs> you, to me, I, it seemed like that reading the book. But oh. I liked it that you said that because um, a lot of people, I think they, they had this yearning to do something, whether it's something creative, whether it's something like you're doing, or whether it's just something different than what they're currently doing. But they're like, you know, no one sees me as that. No one sees mm. me as like, I, I should have been that mm -hmm. all along. So mm. talk a little bit about that and why you included that quote in your book, because I, th I thought that was a really insightful thing to say. Uh, well, yes, I think it's so important to be able to share with my, my readers and my fans is that, you know, we all have different backgrounds, different paths. And some of us, it, we have a community that empowers us. Me, I had my parents, you know, to guide me along the way mm -hmm. to see it, even when other people didn't see it. Yeah. And I, you know, the road was not easy for me by any means. As you'll read, we went through 
so much as a family, Mm -hmm. so many uh, discouraging moments, but we never gave up. And just to encourage my readers that, hey, you you don't have to be the star, you know, of whatever it is you're doing. You can still achieve greatness. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, uh, again, like we all have a different path on a different story and a different battle. And we have an opportunity as human beings to take what we love and do something really incredible and impactful with it. And so I feel like a lot of people do think, oh, it's supposed to come easy or you're supposed to have all this, you know, love and support from everybody and you're mm-hmm. supposed to be the, the star of, of your town or whatever. Yes, uh-huh. But for a lot of people, a lot of artists, a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they have that weren't, you know, and like they chose to still carry on and to still go after their dreams and what they love. So being able to encourage someone who doesn't feel like, dang, like nobody sees what I see or not many people really take me seriously as a singer or a piano player or whatever is knowing that, Hey, you still can do it and you still should Mm -hmm. do it and go after your dreams. If that's something that you have in your heart that you can't see yourself doing anything else then go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that. And then there's something else that you said, because I, I agree with you. I think that so many people, they think if something's meant to be, if, if God means for me to do this, if the, mm-hmm. you know, the stars are aligned for me to do this, it should be an easy path. It shouldn't be met with resistance. And if it's met with resistance, then they're like, maybe this isn't, this isn't what I'm meant to do or whatever it is. Or maybe their thoughts are just too loud to hear God Mm, speak. And you talked mm. about that. I think it was in chapter, it's at the beginning of the book, chapter two or three. Yes. They like, maybe your thoughts are just too loud to hear God speak. That's right. Girl, I've had many of those moments like, gosh, yeah. Haven't we all, where we all feel insignificant or we feel like we're not enough. I write that the first time I went to LA with my mom being in this apartment you know, filled with all these young stars and cool kids. And I was not a part of that. I broke down and I cried with my mom saying, mom, I'll never be good enough. I'll never be cool enough. I'll never be pretty enough. Any of these things. My mom was there to cry with me and encourage me and to lift me up. And that was such a moment that I'll never forget. But the next day, Beauty for Ashes, I wrote my very first song called Mm -hmm. Be You, talking about being yourself and loving that. And that was 12 year old me. And little did I know that I would need those words for gosh, the the rest of my path and journey to success and in success. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, I'm really starting to truly believe those words for the first time again. Yeah. Um, But my point is, is that yes, sometimes our thoughts are too loud and we just got to lean into God's voice and into those positive voices that says we are enough, that we will find a way, that we will overcome, Mm -hmm. that we are going to have a a life of meaning and of of worth and of value. And sometimes you just got to weather the storm and to stay strong and to continue on. That's what I had to learn many times Mm -hmm. as as you've read. So that's my my words to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something else in the, in the book too, that I, I really, 
I thought was so insightful and something that happened. So you talked about how, so you, you go on the X factor and like it becomes this thing and you're an individual and so many people that are individuals, they go into their dream or their career or whatever. And then it's like they get sucked in and their identity slowly starts to be ripped Mm. from them and they become part of this machine. And I remember reading Mm. once in the book that you said you felt like you were losing control. You felt Mm. like you were losing control of of who you were, of yourself, like it was slowly and slowly becoming like not Allie. And now in your life on the other side, it seems like you very much have control. Um, Yes. It seems like you, your hand is very much in your career and your choices and, and all of these things. And so my, my question to you, because a lot of people, I think, especially with our jobs, or like our roles as mothers or our roles as yep. musicians or whatever it is. I think a lot of people feel like they slowly morph into <laughs> their role or their That's job. That's such a great way of putting it. And so what advice do you have to them? Do you feel like there was something, I know it was kind of part of your path, your, your path, you were meant to go on X Factor, have that experience, have the Fifth Harmony experience. Absolutely. But was there a moment where you felt like you could have done something different? Like you could have stood up for yourself. I know you always say like you're a people pleaser and like it was harder for yeah. you, but now looking back on it and, and seeing it for what it was and, and part of your journey, do you feel like, like now when you're in instances like that, is there something that you feel you do when you start to feel off or you start to feel like this isn't me? Is it really mm. easy for you to stand up and be who you are because of your experience? Like what is your advice if, if somebody else feels like they're in that position? Mm. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, there's so much that I, I wish I could have changed in my fifth harmony days. Again, feeling like I lost my identity because um, I didn't get to really sing as much in the beginning and I didn't get to dress the way that I felt was most me. I didn't get to wear the makeup that, you know, made me feel the best. I I wasn't at the time part of and, and towards the later part of the group, uh, part of the the accepted standards of what you know, the perfect body was and all these things, you know, that you're faced with and you're told and, and also, you know, wishing I could change some lyrics that I wasn't comfortable with. And I remember a few times I asked to change lyrics on different parts and people were kind of like, um, they were kind of really rude and like they, um, didn't understand and they didn't try to understand, well, why does that make you uncomfortable? Oh, or, oh, it makes you uncomfortable. Let's, let's change it. It was very much like kind of looked down upon. Mm -hmm. And so from then I learned, all right, I'm not going to speak up anymore. I'm just going to deal with it. And that's hard because you lose your sense of respect. No one's respecting you. And again, so proud of a lot of what we did and I love our songs and and we'll always love our music Mm -hmm. but um again lots of lessons to be learned there now I have the power to finally stand on my own two feet to have a voice say hey yes I want to be a part of this or no I'm not comfortable with that lyric I'm not comfortable with doing I'm not I don't feel my best in this outfit or hey Mm -hmm. I would love you know even small things like oh my makeup to be like this or hair Mm -hmm. um it is so empowering and also knowing that I have respect now. And even if someone doesn't agree with my opinion or, or may just, you know, respectfully question it, I'm there to say, Hey, hey you know, this is what I'm not comfortable with. I'm not yeah. doing it. And, um, this is why, and mm-hmm. like 99% of the time people 
understand and respect that. And that is what I've learned. And even if they didn't, knowing that, girl, do you want to do something that you're not proud of and regret that and live with that? Or do you want to stand up and make yourself comfortable and do what's in your heart? That's what's important. And just getting older too and like- Getting older helps. Yeah, it helps. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're like, okay, listen, Mm -hmm. I just need to be happy and valued. And again, the beauty is most of the time people don't even have a problem, you know, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, let's change it. Well, when you too, when you stick with your values and, you know, sometimes people want to dig their heels in and say, I don't have to explain myself. I just don't want to do it. But I think that's a gift that we give to other people because it's human connection. It's letting someone else understand the reason that we said no or yes. It's it's not, you know, sugarcoating it. It's not, it's standing in your true self. And this can apply to anyone, you know, people that listen to this podcast, of course, they, they're not chart topping musicians like you, but maybe there's something that like their mother-in-law said to them that they didn't like. And maybe instead of just being like, no, I don't have to explain it to you. Mm -hmm. Here's why that felt off to me. Like it, it feels like you're owning your truth and your values and, and I feel like it helps bring the other person in to understand it too. And then you're right. If that person's still like, you know what? I still don't agree. Because okay. it feels exactly. better. You know? Exactly. So. And that is something too that I've learned is like, it's awesome when you, when, when people, human beings can just get together and talk or share or confront certain issues. Mm-hmm. And most of the time you get to such a better and healthier understanding. Again, when you're not attacking, when you're just sharing your, your story or your point of view yeah. or your experience or how this made you feel, that's when you get the magic and yeah. you kind of come together. And I love that. And a lot of, um, you know, I empower a lot of my friends to do that. And when they struggle with something in their friendships, personal life, they're like, you know, I actually had a conversation and it helped. And that's when you get the best stuff and you can form the strongest relationships. Mm-hmm. And yes, so true. not not always, you know, people are going to agree or be respectful of you, but that's when you kind of stand with your ha- head held high and say, you know what, I tried and mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to accept it. And yeah. And move on and like bless that person, you know? Yes, and bless that person. You know, I say that sometimes. Like if people don't respect you, that's okay. But at least you can respect yourself. You don't Mm -hmm. need to throw both of those out, you know? You would hope you can respect yourself and other people will respect that. But it's not always the case. And sometimes it is just something that we have to deal with in life. But we can always respect ourselves and Mm -hmm. just feel so much better. And okay, so we're we're talking about something. And like, you're right. Things just come with age. and, And as you grow... And as you learn things, certain things you get better at. But, you know, you write about something that I think even with age, a lot of people still struggle with, and that is body image. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, um, in my own journey with, like, body image, like, I've been through, I did Miss America where, like, you're literally judged on your body image. Wow. I had two babies where it's, like, you're postpartum and you're in this body that does not Mm -hmm. feel like you're so – I feel like Mm -hmm. I've kind of gone through – a bit of a journey and you write about your, your journey. So I was like, I really connected with that. And you were talking wow. about this in the book. You're talking about that, like where you guys are shooting on the beach and you didn't feel good. And you're like, are you, were you in swimsuits or something? Yes. Bathing story. suits, mm-hmm. bathing suits. And like, 
like you're like, oh, I don't feel good in this. And you're like, okay, whatever. But they're shooting it. Hopefully it's a good angle. But then the paparazzi gets pictures. Mm, and you talked God. about how that was kind of the pinnacle of that and how people just came after you because you had kind of, you said, you talk about in the book too, how you felt like once you guys started touring and stuff, you had gained some weight and people just came after you. And, you know, mm. what did it feel like? to come out of that because that's what I'm mm. interested in. It's like, we've all yeah. had the moments where we're like, I hate my body. I hate it. Yeah. Looks so it bad. Everything looks so good. I look so bad. Yeah. What happened to me? Exactly. Like, oh my gosh, girl, you said it. Yes. It's the worst feeling. And mm. on top of that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, on top of that, um, having that, all those, those fears kind of confirmed and it was like living in a nightmare mm. So many people were saying, oh, Allie, you look so bad. She looks so bad. She mm. has, I just remember this one comment that maybe people will laugh at and whatever, but they are like, she has a refrigerator shaped body. And I'm like, oh, dang, Lord. like that, that crushed me. Like, I'm not just feeling like I'm not beautiful. My body's not beautiful. I'm, I'm ugly is awful. Mm. Like it just, even though it's been so long and I've come so far, it's still just knowing how that affected me and especially in that moment is it was devastating and any uh any confidence that I had in that moment which was very small it just was shattered you know Mm -hmm. so feeling so alone and and just feeling in such a sad place um it's the worst thing when you don't feel like you're enough and again that same feeling that I felt when I was 12 and coming back in life is just awful but in you know powering through that getting through it day by day it wasn't like the next day I just magically felt better and more and so you know my confidence was back it was choosing to believe that I was beautiful and choosing to uh you know I talked to my mom and she encouraged me and my friends encouraged me and slowly feeling that again yeah and going through the process sometimes you have to cry sometimes you have to oh, allow yeah. yourself to feel those emotions mm-hmm. but then just choosing to get back up the next day and carry on and hold your hold your head up high yeah and i also realized a lot of the root of that too was that i wasn't taking care of myself i wasn't i wasn't being healthy and all of that just kind of manifested but through time i i got better yeah. And I, I got my confidence back. My fans were there and many people were there to also defend me. And then now we're living in a time where so many bodies are celebrated. Which finally. is amazing. <laughs> Which is bodies amazing. And skin colors and like yes. everything. It's just, it's, yes. for all the bad it's been in 2020, there's been so right? good and in, like more inclusive wow, inclusivity in our culture in, in so many different things. You're so you're so right. And that's a great thing that's, that's emerged, that's emerged with you and that's emerged in our society. And, but man, it's, it's hard when you get those it's hard. comments. I mean, I remember some, uh, someone wrote, I don't have many haters, but like someone wrote like this terrible comment that I that t- t- said, I look like a linebacker. I was like, Oh really? Oh, like what? I literally just had a baby. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Um, thanks a lot. Yeah. It's just terrible. And you can remember them terrible. forever. And, and it's just yep. like, Oh, and it's, you're so right. You said it perfectly. It's like when your confidence is already so small, somebody saying something, to you is just like I knew it 
that confirmed exactly yeah. what I thought about myself. And that just took every bit of it away. But, and you write in um, chapter 10, like about the negative voices and you are mm-hmm. such a public person. You've got five mil- almost 5 million followers on Instagram. So I'm sure you have a lot of positive voices, of course, but also negative voices. So I love how you talk about like, you know, processing negative voices in your life too. And kind of, mm-hmm. you know, how do you do that? How do you do that? Do you just, you feel like you just get more confident in yourself and you just are able to more easily let those fall to the wayside? Or is there like some system that you have? Like, how it's, do you? Yeah. So that? it's a, it's definitely a mixture of it all. Sometimes I'll be able to look at a comment and just laugh and be like, oh my gosh, this person's just like ridiculous and just trying to be negative and just kind of laugh it off and then continue on. And also I think a lot of, you know, years of dealing with that has kind of helped to, to thicken my skin. Mm -hmm. And then my, my friends around me, if I am having a bad day and I'm like, Hey, this person said this, this is not Mm -hmm. true. Right. (laughs) And just Mm -hmm. having them encourage me and lift me up. And like my mom, ah, she is my therapist. She's my best friend. She's my mom. She's it all. She just helps me. And and sometimes she'll just straight up be like, mama, don't listen to that. Come on. Like girl, (laughs) that person is in their basement and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you're right, mom. You're right. (laughs) Just getting that, (laughs) that encouragement. And also just remembering the root of, of who I am, remembering the love that I do have with my fans and with my family and with my friends. And that could go for anyone. You may not have like, you know, you may not be in the entertainment industry with all these fans online, but you could have an amazing support system, people from your church or people from your work or your own family or whatever you can turn to and they can encourage Mm -hmm. you. So all these different tools have helped me to navigate through the times where it really affects me or Mm -hmm. help me to laugh it off. Yeah. So, and thank goodness you did, because then you go on, now you have a solo career. They, they Lord, they turn you into a Barbie doll. Now you you do dancing (laughs) with the stars. I mean, you're just living proof of that. Okay. I want to, I want to hear a little bit about dancing with the stars because I have some friends that have done dancing with the stars that are in all walks of life. And they're like, the stars was like the pinnacle. Like they, (laughs) loved dancing with the stars i need to get oh, yes. I, I want to become a star so i can you need to go on dancing with the stars. <laughs> girl you would be but awesome and i know so you would love it i would it love such- to do it. it it seems so fun it seems like a lot of hard work but like tell me about it too because your journey too i know you write in the book about how people always like made fun of you for not being the best dancer in the group. Yeah. And then here you yep. get asked to be on dancing with the stars. And then you kind of I know. reclaimed that cause you did really well on dancing Aww. with the stars. Thank you so much. Yes. So at first, um, they actually, uh, dancing with the stars asked me on the season before that I did. So in 2018 and I said no, because I, you know, I was just starting still looking for my first single. I was very new in my solo career, mm-hmm. but also on a deeper level, I was just scared of being made fun of and of opening up those old wounds. And then by the grace of God, they asked me again the next year. And I was like, no, it can't be. It can't be. That is awesome. And they asked me and I was so, I said no again. Like I told my managers, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it again. I was such a huge Dancing with the Stars fan Mm. and even being on with Fifth Harmony, some of my favorite memories ever. And so it wasn't that I didn't love the show. It was that I was I was freaking terrified of, again, reopening those, that, that scrutiny, people making fun of me again. 
I wasn't guaranteed that I was going to do well. Who knows if I would ever be able to pick up the dances. I've never danced, you know, ballroom style, all these these thoughts. And then finally just getting that encouragement to do it. And I asked my, and I asked my parents and some of my friends and they're like, don't let the fear stop you. I know you want to do it, Allie. That's a thing. And it was right. They were right. I did want to secretly do Dancing at the Stars. I wanted that yeah. beautiful experience, that challenge, and that family vibe that only comes with that show. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to be brave and say yes. And I opened up about my journey of being online, bullied so long, man, saying all these negative things. I was a worse dancer. I couldn't dance. I have no rhythm to now saying, you know what? I'm not going to let them stop me. I'm going to take on this challenge. And that was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. One of the best experiences. It totally changed me and shaped me into the the person and woman and dancer that I am today. I mean, you see how it was day one to to the finale, a totally transformed Mm -hmm. person and dancer all around. So I got validated and I worked my butt off oh my gosh it I, you but looked it awesome you you saw like I, you can see in the dancers bodies that like it is it must be super super strenuous because like y'all's bodies transform and it's yep. like you're training like an elite athlete it is so you are crazy like it, and you were on the show with some girls that i know and love hannah brown yeah. and um lauren elena both oh. Love both of those girls, and I know that yeah. you really loved Lauren, and she's yeah, just awesome. Yeah, yeah, she you had a really good season too. Like, the oh my gosh, around you, you know, I feel like yes. it's just a really good year for sure. It really was. I mean, everyone from Hannah to Kate to James to uh-huh. everybody, we were like a family. Mm-hmm. I love. I loved my cast, every single one of them. Um, we had so much fun together, so many laughs, so many heartbreaks we experienced together mm-hmm. and a bond that we will always have. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, the things that I write about is, is my friendship with Lauren Elena. You know, it was so special and we related so much, both being from a, uh, both being from the South, both being from getting our big break on TV, on reality yeah. competition shows, and to enduring this crazy business, having the same values and, and, and our love for our families and all that. Um, and we just became super close, fast friends. And I just adore that, that girl. We're, we're like, such amazing friends and we'll be friends for life you know all the the castmates and I um but that was so awesome to share how our friendship grew because we had so many similarities I just love her forever so yeah she was beautiful well and it's like look at that experience that if you had let fear stand in your way you wouldn't have had and it's like you can see that on the other side but so many people that are listening to this may be so fearful to do the thing that is going to light them up Mm. It's going to be mm. the thing that just like opens their life up to like actually living fully. And I, yes. I love having people like you on here because you're standing on the other side and you mm. kind of share the middle with people and you say, yeah, <laughs> if I hadn't done this. Like what would have happened? It's so easy for people scrolling social media or watching TV to see the success, to see Allie standing yep. on stage as part of Fifth Harmony or as a solo person or dancing with the stars or a Barbie doll in Target. It's so <laughs> easy to see the end that people forget that there was like a beginning and a middle. Oh, that yes. Created the end. So I love that you oh, shared yes. the middle of your story. And so, so in ending this, because we're all living in this 
2020 year where mm. so many things have just been pulled out from under us. And here you are, you get to this beautiful solo career and you're, you've got this beautiful tour and you're four nights in and, and then it's COVID happens. I know. You know <laughs> what is your word like, advice to dang. dang to like, you've achieved it. And then something happens. Like, yes. how do you keep this amazing positive outlook that you mm. have? It just shines through the screen and, and Thank through the you. microphone. And I know it will to my viewers. How do you oh do gosh. that when like you, you've achieved something and then it's, it gets taken from you in a yeah. way. Yeah. I, that has been like the theme of my life as you, as you read, as you've seen is that man, like when, when I'm on the trajectory, something, you know, something happens, a door closes, something's paused, blah, blah, blah. But the, the thing is I'm a fighter mm-hmm. and just fighting through those times and encouraging the readers. You know what? This may have happened and I may be devastated right now or I may be crying right now or processing some sort of grief or loss. But guess what? I'm going to keep on fighting, choosing to go after my dreams or choosing to have hope or choosing to uh, believe that something amazing is on the other side. And the thing is, I know that one day I'll be back on that stage again. Oh, yeah. I don't know when, but I know that that'll happen. Yeah. And the beauty of, of what this has done, it's taught me so much. If, if this hadn't happened, I would not have written my book, which, yeah. cause I, I literally would not have had a, a moment at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that might not have happened. And this, this chance to share this this love and this hope to all these people and yeah. especially these young girls who are dealing with so much right now and, and moms and so many different people, you know, everything, I guess, just happens for a reason and, and you'll get through it. And just, again, choosing to believe that's my word is believe, believe in hope, believe in miracles, believe in second chances. That that's all happened to me in many areas of my life. And so just sharing that and paying it forward and not forgetting that. And, and during this time, the Lord's been so, so awesome because I'm also filming my very first movie yeah. and mm-hmm. it's just crazy. So again, taking the good with the bad, having that faith and um, knowing that we're, I'm going to overcome this and we're going to overcome it together. Yeah. You are like the queen of when the door closes, like walking through the <laughs> yes. better one. It's, That's it's, right, girl. It's just <laughs> living proof walking through that second door. Oh, oh, yes, um, everybody always talks about second chances, but there's, mm. there's something to be said about getting the second chance and really taking it and taking it just like mm. you took the first one that you were excited about. It's, you have such a beautiful story, Allie, and I just Thank so you, appreciate Allie. you coming on this podcast and sharing your story and your work of advice with my listeners, but also like writing this mm. book that people can mm. take all of this beautiful wisdom from your story. And so my podcast is called Living Fully. Like that's what it's about. It's about like living your I life to the love that. Such an example of that. So Thank you. I close all the podcasts asking that question of what does living fully mean to you? Um, mm. And you obviously are living proof of what living fully mm. looks like. But if you had to describe it, you know, what is... What does like living fully, what does that mean to you? Mm, Man, to me, living fully means being able to follow, follow the path of my heart. And even though it has its resistance and it has its ups and downs, just continuing to, to fight for what I believe in and, and believing that there is a beautiful opportunity, um, waiting ahead mm-hmm. and I've learned that and and just by continuing to march forward 
I've been able to, by the grace of God, just live live out my life, you know, sing the songs that are from my heart, meet the people who've changed my life and friends that I'll have forever, building a community of empowering women and friends who love on me. Um, that is what living fully means to me and being able to, to bring joy to people through whatever opportunity the Lord's blessed me with, whether it is a song or a book or just, just something as super small as like a post, that's what it means. And being able to, to be able to love on, on my family and to be able to, to depend on them and, and to experience all of life together. That's what that means. And living out your true potential and just, just letting yourself be fearless and empowering your own self that's what it means. And all these beautiful, magical things can happen and they're waiting for you. And sometimes it's not, like you said, not what we would think or ask for, but even that second door just leads us to greater achieve, achievements yeah. and greater heights. And even if we're scared, just saying that yes can change your own life. So, so many what a things. Perfect answer. What a perfect answer. <laughs> and and um, I just can't thank you enough for that answer for this whole podcast. It's really going to, it's going to be quite um, the wisdom for my listeners. So thank Aww, you. Thank so you so tell much. Tell us where we can find you on all of your socials. Of course, um, I will leave in the show notes where you can buy Allie's book. Yay. Tell us where we can find you on socials so we can see all these things that you're doing in the world. Uh, yes, friends. You can follow me on all of social media at Allie Brooke. A-L-L-Y-B-R-O-O-K-E. Thank you so much for the love and this opportunity. This this chat was so awesome to me and, and so empowering and uplifting. So thank you for valuing and cherishing my story, Mallory. Of you are course. awesome, girl. Of course, so are you. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And um, and don't forget to get the book. Get don't the book. forget <laughs> to get the book. So you guys check out the show notes and follow that link and grab this book. You are going to love this book. So thank you so much, Allie. It was so, so nice to meet you thank and you. to talk to you today. Oh, you too. You're awesome. And I have to ask you before I hang up, where are you from? I hear that accent, girl. Oh, my gosh. So, well, I'm, I'm recording from Nashville today because that's where I live now. But I I'm from Kentucky. Nashville. Yes. yes so girl. it's a little bit country, a um, little bit redneck, a little bit southern, a <laughs> little bit just everything all mixed together. <laughs> I love it, girl. I Seriously, I love the South. I have a heart girl. for the South. So... That I know awesome. you're San Antonio girl. Well, if you ever come to Nashville, you let me know. It's such a great <gasps> yes, city. You um, are is. just people in Nashville are so like warm and and sweet and kind yes. and and you're just you've got that vibe about you. So I can see why you. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love it, and I just love your accent. So thank you well, again for too. all the love. Of course, <laughs> thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Living Fully. Thank you so much to Allie for coming on today, and you guys tune in next Monday for more. Thanks for joining us on Living Fully with Mallory Irvin. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single minute of encouragement and inspiration to live your best life. Want more? Join us on MalloryIrvin.com so we can connect with you on Instagram and YouTube. Start living your life now. You've only got one. We'll see you next time. <laughs>